Welcome in to the Husker Half Hour, your 30-minute source for everything Huskers. We get it all crammed into a 30-minute period so you can get on with your day. Today's show is presented by, well, nobody. We, we haven't gotten that far yet. It's the first show. Yeah, nobody's heard about us. <laughs> Not even Dad, actually. Yeah, we haven't really told anybody. It's, it's, just, it's just you and me running the show right now. It's a bit of a passion project. Yeah, we, we are looking for sponsors, though, if you'd like to come in and sponsor the show. Um, I, I think we have a great product coming. Yep. Um, we get come in, get your prices now while the prices are low because they will very rise. Low. We will take anything at this point. I just want to make my money back. Um, <laughs> how, how much do you spend on this equipment? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's just say, uh, if you're going to, uh, measure it in a day's wage, it's at least a week's worth of work. Huh? <laughs> anyway, uh, if you would like to sponsor the show, feel free to, to hit us up. Valentino's, hy V Runza, the classic Nebraska brands. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think what would roll off the tongue well. Um, something with some uh, alliteration. We're the Husker Half Hour. So, uh, Husker Half Hour. Line. Her Burgers. Preparation H. <laughs> Husker half hour brought to you by Preparation H. Yeah, let me pull up the uh, what their what their little slogan is real quick. <laughs> Welcome to the Husker half hour with Preparation H. Treat yourself better and get relief from the burning, itching, and discomfort of hemorrhoids with the number one doctor recommended over the counter brand Preparation H. We are your hosts, Elijah Herbal and Ben Herbal. <laughs> Wow, you've got a radio voice, man. That sounded good. That makes me want to buy Preparation H. I mean, do you have hemorrhoids? <laughs> it's good you have a radio voice. It's over the counter. Because they can't they can't see what you look like on the other end. Well, that, that's the beautiful thing in radio and podcasts. Is they can't see what I look like. Um, I mean, I have the voice of an angel. Uh-huh. I, I know and everyone out there listening can hear and that. The body of an ogre. <laughs> <laughs> So, Elijah, please describe to the listeners why you have a radio voice. Okay, well, uh, I actually spend time on the radio. Uh, I am on weekdays 4 to 6 with Chris Schmidt on Hale Varsity Radio. That's on ESPN Lincoln 1480. Um, there's other stations around the state that carry it, too. I, I don't know them off the top of my head. I probably should. Anyway, I also spend time uh, in the mornings on 1240 KFOR. Um, I've spent some time on 90.3 KRNU, which is UNL's radio station. Um, this is my first podcast, though. So this is a it's a practice thing to have a radio voice. Oh, it, it's all it's repetition, it's mm-hmm. practice, it's going listen to yourself, yeah. Which is exactly why you sound like a pro and I sound like a like the pro's brother, <laughs> the pro's brother, <laughs> the pro's younger brother. Although I am how much older than you? Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years. So I am the older brother, Ben. Uh, I'm older than Elijah, um, but I am far less experienced in this, but. I love the Huskers, and I love talking and laughing with my brother. Yeah. And we kind of we have this time each week anyway, talking about it in the Herbal household. Uh, so we thought we would record it. Elijah's got some good insider information from all of his experience uh, working radio, and uh, I have all of my insider experience from uh, the most reputable source at the University of Nebraska for football, the Cornhusker Marching Band. <laughs> ben was a member of the Cornhusker Marching Band for all four years of his college experience, just graduated this past spring. Uh, but we saw a kind of a gap in the market. We thought that there needed to be Husker podcasts by millennials for millennials. Sure. And uh, that's where we're here to, uh, to bring to you. We want to be able to fit into your daily life, 30 minutes, uh, something that... Uh, not a lot of us have time, and so we want to make sure that we have a, a product or uh, 
some source of news for the Huskers that isn't an hour and a half of long talking old men uh, that doesn't fit in your life. So whatever you're doing in your life, uh, 30 minutes, what fits into 30 minutes, Elijah? Uh, you can mow the lawn. Uh, you could be pumping iron in the weight room. You could make dinner. You could be uh, driving, commuting uh, to work or to campus. You could breastfeed a small child. <laughs> you could uh, you could refine your karate skills. You could give at least four dogs a bath. 30 minutes. That's a lot of time to do a lot of things. Uh, and so we are so glad that you guys are here with us. Almost as happy and excited that it is game week, baby. You know how long it's been since last game week, Ben? How many? It's been nine months since Nebraska trotted off the field at Kinnick Stadium out in Iowa City after that really just disappointing three-point loss to Iowa. You had him at fourth and eight on Nebraska's 40-yard line. You couldn't stop him. It was, as, I was actually at that game. You were at that game? Yeah, I was at the game. Right. And uh, let me tell you what, there is nothing just worse than being in the Iowa student section wearing a Nebraska gear, cheering as Adrian Martinez was a two-point conversion, and then a minute later, Iowa drives down the field. Iowa drives down the field running like four different plays and kicking a game-winning field goal to beat us. Extreme highs, immediately very crushing lows. Oh, the worst lows. How were the Iowa fans in that moment? <laughs> Douchebags. <laughs> Gosh, I hate Iowa. Oh, I hate Iowa so much, dude. Oh, man, they... The problem is, is they care so much more about the rivalry than we do. Mm. You go to town and I was just like, well, it's Iowa. Mm -hmm. But for Iowa, this is the crown jewel of their season besides the Iowa State game. So there's almost a bitterness in my heart as I think about how much Iowans care about it. And that almost makes me want to not care about it, which inversely, paradoxically, makes me care about it. You know what the best way to not care about it is? To beat them by 40 points every year. Yeah. That's the best way to not care about that rivalry. Hmm. But uh, you just want to start taking it through last year? Yeah, so take I us back to so that. Nine months ago is a long time. We've, we've over that time, we've forgotten a lot. We've gotten mixed up in the hype. We've forgotten, like, the roller coaster ride of last season, the heartbreak, the excitement going into it, and then the disappointment. Uh, Elijah, take us back in time. Let's figure out, let's remember how we felt last season as we get ready for this Saturday. Uh, let's, as we march into Memorial Stadium as a fan base, let's remember in our, in our hearts, our guts, what last season felt like. Elijah? Uh, take us back in time. Let's start it off on September 1st. Akron comes to town. Mm -hmm. Who could forget? National television game. Oh, wait, actually, everyone forgot because it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah, no. Uh, Nebraska comes out and uh, receives the opening kickoff. Adrian Martinez trots out in the field. Uh, my heart was in my throat. And then, no. Didn't happen. All that excitement, all that buildup. A beautiful a, moment in a, the crowd, though, as everyone's saying... Uh, Africa. Africa. And had their the, phone flashlights on. It was beautiful. The playlist was geared. They were set. Uh, behind but, the scenes, they had prepared already a rain playlist mm -hmm. where all the songs. Yeah, shout out Chris Pankinen up in uh, Husker Vision. Chris. He, he, he was ready. Last year was his last year with uh, with the university. A crown jewel moment for Chris. Yeah, all, all the best to Chris as he moves on to Oregon. Uh, but it, it was it's a memorable game. A blue ball moment. But my, my disappointment was immeasurable and my day was ruined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched that game. Uh in the tunnels under Memorial Stadium because the marching band is treated as university uh, employees. So we were forced to flee underneath the stadium where we sat until they officially canceled the game. So the, all 300 members of the marching band crammed in the tunnels under Memorial Stadium. Yeah, that was just a, a bad day all around. It's horrible. <laughs> but we move ahead to uh, a week ahead, which was when Colorado came to town. Slow start from the Skurs, uh, a couple fumbles and some early drives. 
Um, Colorado would get the scoring uh, done early. They put 14 early points on the Huskers before an Adrian Martinez 40-ish yard run. I should probably have the stats in front of me. Um, but he made that slick move in the backfield, rushed 40 yards. Uh, one of the loudest moments in Memorial Stadium last year was when Martinez drove, uh, dove for that pylon and uh, put the Huskers on the board. Huskers ultimately end up losing the game 33-28, to uh, allow a touchdown to Colorado at the end uh, to lose it. It was an awesome pass from uh, Montez to Chenault. Uh, down in the the corner, if you remember that. Both of whom returned this year. Both of whom returned this year, um, which is scary. Uh, if you look at Montez's scats, scats, <laughs> his, his poops. Yeah, if, you look, if you look at his poops, you can see his diet, yeah. and it indicates that he's a loser. <laughs> like, just imagine like somebody out in the wild, like looking at the the scat of a wild Colorado quarterback. Mm, it's got an an oaky an oaky smell. Some smells like a loser. <laughs> anyway, uh, back, yeah. let's take a look at his stats from uh, the game last year. He uh, threw the ball 50 times, 33 yards, 351 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Sure. You look elsewhere. We lost the turnover battle that day, and Nebraska ends up losing, obviously, 33-28. to 28. On the other side, Adrian Martinez left the game early with an injury on mm. a dirty play. Um, that twist. The, the twist. Uh, but he ended the day 15 of 20, 187 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Bunch came in and finished the game 44 of 9 for 49 yards. Uh, a lot of fours and nines there. And if you remember the leading rusher that day, do you know who? Hmm. I don't actually know who. Greg Bell. Ah, yes. How the things can change in one year. He had 13 carries for 104 yards. Uh, Martinez had two rushing touchdowns and a, uh, a throwing touchdown. When you look at that, though, the strides that were made from the, the game one or game one A Colorado uh, to the end of the season. I, I don't think this is something that should be dwelled on really. Obviously, Colorado brings back Montez and Chenault this year, uh, who are arguably some of the best receiver and quarterback that we're going to see this year. Um, aside from, I mean, a couple guys, KJ Hill from Ohio State, for example, is a baller. And a um, brand new coaching staff. Yeah, I was, I was getting there. Colorado also brings a brand new coaching staff to the table. So, after a 33 to 28 loss last year, Nebraska has taken a, a major step forward in the past year, and Colorado has taken either a lateral step or a step back. Uh, it's hard to come in and win after your first season, so I'm not expecting anything uh, too close this year in Boulder. And I'm sure we'll be talking even more about this uh, the week before the game. Yeah. Uh, so let's now move ahead to the week after, which was Troy, where Troy got a 24 to 19 victory in what was my most disappointing Husker football Saturday of last year. Um, that was just disappointing all around. Martinez couldn't play. A uh, bunch looked overmatched at times by a Troy defense. Uh, he finished the game 19 of 27, 177 yards. He had two touchdowns, but he did also throw two picks. Um, this was the game where we saw a lot more Maurice Washington. He had 14 carries, 92 yards for a six-and-a-half-yard average. This is kind of where Greg Bell began to drift yeah. back in the lineup. Bell and um, Washington had the same number of carries, but uh, Washington had almost 30 more yards than him. Greg uh, Bell only had 64 yards. Ozigbo still only carried a few times. He had nine carries for 25 yards. Mm-hmm. So you, you can see the development of the Huskers through the season. Looking at their offense, how it was structured uh, with, I mean, Greg Bell was our, was our main running back at the time. And two games after this, he's not even with the university anymore. That's how quickly things changed. Uh, Maurice Washington took over as the uh, the most dangerous threat, and then Devon Zigbo was the most consistent threat. But you look on the other side of the ball against Troy, where they threw the ball for only 110 yards. On the flip side of things, they didn't even rush for 200 yards. That was not a team that was better than Nebraska. That was a team that Nebraska just couldn't beat. Really, 14-point second quarter from Troy really sealed it. Um, I don't think that's a game many Nebraska fans look back on and think that's indicative of the team last year. 
you lose some, especially with a first-year head coach, and that was one of those games, 24-19. Do you have any more thoughts on that one? A game we'd like to forget. A game I pretty much have forgotten. Sure. Uh, it's not indicative of what, what was last year. My feeling by the end of the season is not the, the way I felt Mm-mm. then. It's almost as if like that was not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, Elijah, could you give us a, a glance at what was going on behind the scenes there as the team? You just said, as, as Greg Bell in two weeks is no longer on the team. Uh, what's going on behind the scenes there as like, you know, the team's starting to figure it out. They're starting to figure out that they're not quite where they want to be. Uh, there's a great piece in Hale varsity, uh, the magazine that talks about what comes a couple weeks later after the Purdue game before the, the uh, Wisconsin game where it goes through the team, how it, a lot of it was self regulated the team last year, um, how the punishments uh, were kind of seen. Players were saying, Oh, um, it's two gases after practice if I'm if I'm not at this class today, and if I get caught, it's two gases after practice. I'll run two gases after practice. I don't want to go to that class. Um, and there's again a great piece in Hale Varsity. Uh, it was in the uh, the football yearbook this year. If you go and read it, we're talks about the captains coming together and saying something's got to change. And uh, what they changed was instead of the team punishments being uh, pre-practice, a couple of gassers, they tried. They talked to Coach Frost, and they said, we want it to be after practice, and we want them to be running stadiums, which uh, is you run from the bottom of the stadium all the way up to the top of the stadium and back down. And uh, Coach Frost's like, okay, how many are we thinking? And uh, the captains got together, and, and their idea was eight after practice. And Coach Frost's like, okay, there, there's some health issues here. Um, after practice, people are tired. That could lead to injuries. You don't want that. So they, uh, they came up with a compromise that these players would be running stairs at 6 a.m., uh, eight stadiums they'd be doing before practice be- before morning weightlifting before the training tables even open in the morning they'd be there with coach duval running stairs and uh attendance to classes and other things was not an issue anymore which i witnessed as a marching band member showing up as the band showing up in the stadium at six thirty sometimes uh well you were 705 but sure yeah i personally <laughs> was not there no but showing up and yeah. seeing football players in the stadium running stairs Seemingly looking a little embarrassed uh, as we were there, as the band started to trickle in, uh, they were trying to get in and get out before we were there. You could tell that they didn't want to be seen there running the stairs. Yeah, mm-hmm. as uh, they didn't want an audience there seeing them doing that. Yeah, and and that's just a lot of what we can see in progressing throughout the season is players who did not buy into the system began to fall off the map. They got buried in the depth chart. They were running stadium stairs at 7 a.m., uh, whereas the guys who were buying in were not. They were they were getting more playtime, guys like Maurice Washington, guys like Divine Zigbo. Um, but we haven't even gotten to the gut punch of the season yet, and that is Michigan. Nebraska heads up to Ann Arbor and gets absolutely gut punched 56-10. to 10. Michigan said after the game that they felt hurt by comments um, by Scott Frost last time he played Michigan, saying, oh, I didn't feel like they were the more physical team. I thought we were more physical than them, but they got the win. So they made it a personal mission to make sure they were more physical than Nebraska this day. And they were. Um, if you look at the stats, Adrian Martinez was 7 of 15 for 22 yards and a pick. Andrew Bunch, on the other hand, was 6 for 9, nice, for 71 yards, no touchdowns, no picks um rushing it's not even worth looking at we rushed for less than 50 yards uh or is it right at 50 yards it's like right at 50 yards if you include the martinez sacks it drops it below 50 yards because he lost 12 yards in sack at what point did they switch uh second half i believe because martinez was still you could tell he's a little hobbled um, Mm -hmm. when you watched him in the first half that's right Um, but you look on the other side for michigan shea patterson threw for 120 yards uh dylan mccaffrey threw for 86 a true freshman. Uh, they ran the ball all over us. 
Um, who was it? Uh, Karan Higdon, their starting running back, ran for 122 yards on us on 12 carries. That's a 12-yard average. It, it, Michigan it, looked good. <laughs> yeah. We made them look very good. Yeah, they absolutely demolished us. They scored 20 in the first quarter, 19 in the second quarter, 10 in the third quarter. That was whenever we scored the first points of the game. Uh, at that point, it was already 49-3. to uh, Yowch. Yowch. <laughs> um, another game that Nebraska fans don't look back on and think that's indicative of the yeah. season. Scott Frost said after the game, I hope this is the low of the low. We've kind of learned now. I don't think Scott Frost really really BSs you. Mm-hmm. He says, I hope this is the lowest we will become this season. Um, but 56-10. to 10. Gag. Yeah. Uh, the next game was a little more competitive. That's when Purdue came to town. Still ends up being a 42-28 to 28 loss. And this is when it becomes 0-4 and Nebraska fans realize there's work to do still because you get it. Like Troy, okay, we didn't have a starting quarterback. Colorado, they're Colorado. It's a rivalry game. Anything Be- can happen. Beginning of the season. Michigan's a good team. They're currently in the top 10. It's okay. And then Purdue comes to town. Uh, they come into the game at... Boiler up, as they say. <laughs> yeah, they come into the game one and two. One, one and three. No, wait. Two and two? Eh, something like that. Not good. And uh, they end up getting the win 42-28. Purdue wasn't a bad team. Uh, Rondell Moore was a, a freshman the All-American. Offense. He was like a first-team All-American as a freshman, which is almost unheard of. And Purdue progressively, as the season moves on, Purdue gets better. Yeah, D- DJ Knox kind of ran the ball over us. 15 rushes for 87 yards. David Blau, uh, 328 passing yards on us. That's one of those games where I think things are starting to turn for Nebraska. They realize that... We can win. Mm. We just need to do some more things right. Um, I just remember after this game, uh, Scott Frost was mad at Lamar Jackson for uh, celebrating getting a unsportsmanlike conduct for yelling at the bench after an interception, which was negated for a penalty. And he was very mad at that. And Lamar Jackson gets benched uh, the next game. Right. Again, not one of the fondest days. But don't worry, there's still there's still more losses to come. <laughs> Another game where, as a fan, I felt like I think at that point I was I was really checking myself as a fan or myself as like the hype train for the season. I think it's still, I think you, you mentioned this at some point, like I, I could justify Colorado. I could justify Troy for sure. I can justify Michigan. But at that point I, I feel like going to the season, it was, man, we, we, we will be Purdue. Yeah. Cause and, it's Purdue. Yeah. Like as the Nebraska fan, that's the mentality you got to have. You got to look at Purdue and say, it's Purdue. Right. Our, our athletic budget triples theirs. We, we shouldn't be losing at home to Purdue. We shouldn't be giving up 42 points to Purdue. Purdue-don't. Good one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, again, another disappointing loss. The next week, Nebraska is on the road against a, uh, a team that was, at the time, top 25, and that's Wisconsin. Some more signs of encouragement. Nebraska scores 24 points on a pretty good defense. Was really in it until end of the third quarter. When you look at that game, it, was, it wasn't really truly out of reach. They did put 17 on us in the second quarter, and that didn't help. But then we came out strong in the third quarter, made things close before they ended up pulling away a little bit. Game where we're starting to figure it out. We're starting, we're starting to... Uh, this is a game where I can see our offense coming together. Our offense coming together, but also the attitude of the team being that of moving away from the attitude of the Mike Riley era. Yes. Of fighting. Like, we're fighting in the second half. Yes. Um, what really lost this game for Nebraska was Jonathan Taylor rushed 24 times for 221 yards. Um, a, it, a big cry now for the defensive line yeah. going into this year. And that's a consistent, that game. a consistent theme for last year was getting ran all over. And 
if you can hold Jonathan Taylor to 100 yards rushing, Nebraska's in that game. He had two long touchdowns. I mean, but Martinez was a bright spot in that game. He threw for 384 yards. He's starting to get settled into this offense truly. Oh, there's still nothing that crushes me like that, that Jonathan Taylor run uh, where he breaks through four Husker arm tackles yes. and scores the touchdown. I think as a fan being there, both you and I were there, Elijah. Yeah. I was with the band. You were uh, with friends. Yes. And so a game where, man, gosh, whenever you're there and you see jump around happening and knowing we have a chance and you just want to stick it to them. Can I say really fast? Jump around. Over so height. Weak. Not so good. Weak. I mean, it, it doesn't good. help that the Wisconsin was playing an 0-4 team at the, or 0-5 at the time. Yeah. I was I was purchasing cheese curds under mm-hmm. in the stadium. I forgot that. Oh, I was buying <laughs> cheese curds, curds and I missed jump I, around. No, I nearly <laughs> missed jump around. I, I heard it happening and I said, holy balls i gotta go uh and i sprinted i grabbed my curds and i sprinted into the stadium making it there for the final seconds of jump around and looking around and feeling like wow this was not rushing with my cheese curds yeah but uh what what lost the game was the nebraska's rushing defense and then also nebraska's rushing attack uh besides adrian martinez there were 10 rushes total besides adrian martinez uh divine as had five moashin had five they combined for a grand total of 56 yards hmm Nebraska loses 41-24, to 24, and it's become a theme now. Another gut punch. Next week is on the road at Northwestern, a game Nebraska should have won. That This is the game where Nebraska became confident in themselves, I believe, until that last drive. That was a gut punch, and then it became motivation. Uh, Northwestern drives down the field with, what was it, two minutes left, mm-hmm. um, ties it up, and then wins it in overtime with a field goal. A game after feeling like there was a lot of good going on. This is a game where I felt this last season was cursed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nebraska did everything right except that last drive. Did we fumble? We fumbled a snap. Uh, Martinez threw two picks. We had a couple fumbles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we outplayed Northwestern that day. Northwestern still came and beat us. Uh, and that's all about all. That's about all I have to say about that game because we're just reaching a point where it's it's loss after loss and. Getting so close, so close, so to, close to feeling like we were where we want to. Well, mm-hmm. not where we want to be, but feeling like uh, so close to winning those those types of games. Mm-hmm. Which uh, the win finally does come the next week, mm-hmm. and that's against Minnesota. We're up twenty eight to nothing in the first quarter, and this is the game where I feel like everything finally started to click. We're playing a weaker uh, Minnesota side. It's PJ Flex's second year as head coach. He's not. He doesn't have his, his system fully in place there yet. Uh, but Nebraska boat. Nebraska goes up twenty-eight to nothing in the in the first half before Minnesota mounts a, a, a somewhat of a rally, uh, and then Nebraska pulls away at the end. Um, Devine Zigbo, huge game. He rushed for one hundred and fifty-two yards on twelve carries. Uh, he had the two big long first touch or first quarter touchdown runs. Everything seemed to finally come together for Nebraska this game, and this is where the, the turnaround. This is where everyone says, "Oh, Nebraska finished the year strong." This is where it starts. It's right. The here. offensive line is playing strong. Uh, they've improved. The the running game has improved. Martinez, 25 for 29. Only four incompletions for 276 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Great Martinez game. Great Zigbo game. Uh, Martinez also ran the ball 15 times for 125 yards. He, he, he has become, at this point, settled in the offense. He's figured it out. Um, Nebraska is is beginning to start their final stretch. He's playing like the player that's get, garnishing the Heisman hype mm-hmm. for this year. Uh, next week is at Bethune-Cookman. We didn't have to talk about this game. It, it was nope. a blowout from the start. Uh, on the road at Ohio State. This is a game I will get more into uh, once Ohio State week comes around, and we will preview that game. But a game Nebraska really could have won. Um, Ohio State was the better team. I mean, would you disagree with that? Ohio State was the better team? Yes. 
but a, a better team, but starting to feel like a, a game where I knew we were the worst team, but that I had upset feelings inside of me or like, you I also had upset feelings you know inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels to me that this was a game that Nebraska just came in and wanted it more. Sure. Uh, Ohio state was so much more immensely talented with us. And, and which and, is and shocking I, at the end of this, like, any other season at the like at this point, we're not we're not fighting for this. Yeah, I, I think they look and this is a two and six team, and they're like, well, what do we have to do there? Two and six team, sure. And and Nebraska comes in and gives them a scare. Um, also because we practiced, we started practicing hard. We were continuing to mm-hmm. practice like we wanted to win. Yes, uh, and I think people are going to look back on this game for the Ohio State game this year and go, well, Nebraska was only five points away against Ohio State and Columbus. It's it's different. It's sure. completely different. If Nebraska comes in undefeated, this is a game that Ohio State is not ever going to overlook. Uh, I, I don't want to really hear people say, well, we only lost by five on the road to Ohio State last year. We, we should be able to beat them at home this year. It's completely different teams. New coach for Ohio State. Um, they're also not going to be playing a 2-6 and six team. Uh, they're going to be playing most likely a 4-0 team. So it, it, it's really not comparable. I want to get more into that for Ohio State week. But Nebraska loses the game, thirty-six to twenty-one. Any other thoughts on that? Mm, nope. I think you're Sorry, thirty-six to thirty-one. You're rolling right now, Elijah. Keep it going. Uh, so Nebraska loses to Ohio State. Come back home to Illinois, fifty-four to thirty-five. Nebraska gets the win. Uh, Nebraska played former quarterback AJ Bush. Uh, AJ Bush. He was starting for Illinois and really played his heart out. Um, made me love the kid. Uh, but Nebraska outclassed Illinois this game. Truly, uh, Lovey Smith was in his. First year last year, I believe. Was that his first year as head coach or that his second year? Second question. I'll go back and correct it with an audio cut. It'll be really cool. It'll sound like we we knew exactly what we were talking about. It'll be awesome. Cool. I trust you. I, I don't really, but that's fine. Uh, but but we, it, they were out coached, mm-hmm. out played. Uh, AJ Bush ran the ball for 20, 25 times for 187 yards. That's a great stat, but Nebraska outclassed him. Uh, Martinez threw the also, ball. Also, not shocking with where, I mean, where our defense was at in stopping the run last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, but not at all. Um, that, that's the, the main area of this Nebraska team that needs work is stopping the run. That's where they went and got guys like Darian Daniels. They went and got a Juco transfer in Jakeem Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys that are going to come in and plug up the middle. And, and I see this being Nebraska's biggest improvement area in 2019. But that's for another episode. Next game is what many people would call the game of the year last year for Nebraska, and that's Michigan State coming to town. It was freezing at Memorial Stadium. But beautiful. Beautiful. The snow starts coming out at the end. It's a 9-6. to six. It's a Big Ten game. It's a game we haven't had since Nebraska's joined the Big Ten, really. Sure. One of those 9-6 to six games in the cold at home. The flurries. No touchdowns. Just, just pounding it. Just grinding. Big hits. Yeah. Just uh, the, cr- the crowd willing the team on. One of the most beautiful moments that I think the team had last year uh, where they, they came together and they grinded out and the stats don't look pretty. Michigan State was a better team, I feel like. Sure. <laughs> Their defense shut down our run 90% of the game. Um, it took a couple of big plays from our defense to actually get us back in that. Mm. Um, some bad play from their quarterback. Uh, who was starting that game for Michigan State? Blonde hair. Uh, Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Lombardi. And he, he, he played awful. He was 15 for 41. Um, not a good game from him. He's in the cold. I don't know why the hell they had him throw the ball 41 times. Especially on our secondary, which has stepped itself up. Yeah, whereas uh, their running back ran the ball 21 times for 80 yards. Only a three and a half yard average, pretty much. Um, Should have been hitting it off way more. <laughs> it's like 10 degrees outside, and it's flurrying. Why are you having your quarterback throw the ball 41 times? 
<laughs> I'd say before I read Martinez's stat line, which is 16 for 37. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's a little different. Uh, Michigan State stopped the run really well. Nebraska willed it to a victory at the end. Sure. This is where I see Nebraska's defense wants to go in 2019. Sure. Ben, but don't break. They were getting rushing yards on us. Mm-hmm. We weren't necessarily getting three and outs, but we got turnovers when it mattered. Turnovers. We got the ball back. We had turnovers at key times. Bend but don't break. That's what this defense is all about. Sure. Tur- bend but don't break. Allow some points, but also force turnovers in the big moments. Get the, the ball back to the offense. This defense is going to be on the field, and that's okay. Because as fast as their offense is going to be running, they're not going to have they're going to have a lot of time on the field, um, but they're not going to have much time of possession. Mm. Whereas the defense is going to have to be on the field for a long time, long stretches, absorbing plays, absorbing contact, letting our offense rest so our offense come out and be quick. Sure. Um but the key is when they're going to get that turnover at a key time, and that's what we did against Michigan State. The I think the the best part of the game, and also I think something that I can savor now, but we won't be feeling in the future, is I think the look on the players' faces at the end of the game uh, as the snow is falling, like the joy and the happiness and the the yeah, it warms your heart, doesn't it? It does. Uh, the the snow angels happening on the field, the uh, you know the interaction with the crowd there. Um, but something that I think there's a lot of happiness in, but in the future, a game like that, I think the attitude of the Huskers won't be so celebratory in a game like that. Yeah. It, it, but it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a good memory from last year. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. the memory you need. And it, For sure. it, it's where Nebraska wants to be next year. Yeah. So you, you want to take it to Iowa City? Let's go. How we started it. Uh, oh, how we started the whole episode. How, how let's, the whole episode. let's wrap it up where we started, Elijah. Um, Nebraska, as we said, gets the loss in this game, 31-28. Um, but improvement, improvement, improvement. It's development. It's You're seeing the process. Another game where uh, the offense looks good, the defense struggled. Uh, Iowa probably ran inside zone 40 times that game. Um, McKee Sargent ran the ball 26 times, 173 yards. They did what they know how to do, and that's Iowa. Their backup running back ran the ball 18 times for 83 yards. They overpowered our defensive front. Sure. It's as simple as that. I could have run behind that offensive line, and I think I could have had probably 50 yards rushing. I'm, I'm not going to oversell myself. Why, Jeff? I, I couldn't have a seven-yard average, but I think I could have a four-yard average <laughs> behind that could have at least line. You could have at least leaned forward behind those big boys <laughs> I think I could have made, fallen forward for four yards. I could have made one cut and gotten smoked by Mo Berry after four yards. Sure. Easily. Dude, I would take one cut and get smoked by Mo Berry any day of the week. Please just smoke me, Mo Berry. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> It's <laughs> weird kink time with Venerable. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Gosh, I love. I, let's move on, please. <laughs> anyway, um, if you go back and watch the, the highlights of that game, you can see that Nebraska's front four are getting pushed off the ball three, four yards every single play. Uh, it's an area that Scott Frost touched on in uh, Big Ten Media Days, where he said that's not what we're going to see again. He said we saw Nebraska or Iowa on the the same play against us seven times, and they were getting three, four yards of push in our D line. Our D line butts were up in our linebackers they couldn't do anything um and he said the amount of gains that our defensive line has put up he's said he's seen multiple guys this summer putting up 700 pounds for three four reps it's what our defensive line needs we added it to the transfer darian daniels we have an big option. boy we have an option to sub into a four-man front mm-hmm. but put bodies in um, damian and darian we'll get into that in the next episode which is the two deep we can talk about that sure um but this is a game where nebraska you can see the development but you can also see what still needs work and what needs work is the run defense. What needs work is being able to consistently score points on offense, uh, not turn the ball over on offense, get turnovers on defense. So that's what we need. We need to stop the run, get turnovers. We need to stop turning the ball over and just consistency with the offense. 
that, that, that's all it takes. Nebraska, though, goes into Iowa City, loses uh, as the rain starts falling at the end of the game, 31-28, to and falls to 4-8 and on the year. Elijah Herbal standing in the crowd is crushed. <laughs> A single tear rolls down my cheek, but I try to play it off like it's rain. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, N- Nebraska goes to Iowa City, gives them a fight. It shows the development. It's a disappointing loss in the season. It gives motivation going into next year, going into 2019. Which springboards us into next episode and a final cut to this episode. Uh, we'll be back. This has been the Husker Football Half Hour. I am Elijah Herbal. I'm Ben Herbal. Thanks for joining us. See you later.